wondering if you could do me a favor, you know, if you ain't that busy, if you could throw us down a couple blessings, you know, like one that I don't mess up being a manager. Uh, we're just three cats that never played a single snap. Here to tell you how to draft, win the ship, and run it back. The stats ain't tell the story, this is the story of the stats. You can stick it to your friends, what's more glorious than that? We're victorious in rap, bringing wrath to our rivals. We're here to shun the stats, laugh, and lead you all the titles. Stick to the path and follow us disciples. The only sin is math, and all you need is the Bible. It's the fantasy. Bible. It's the fantasy. Bible. It's the fantasy. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Bible. It's me, Nate Binder, your host. Here with me today, as always, is Dane. Dane, how are you doing? Doing great today. It's a Monday. Can't be doing all that great, you know, back to work. But, uh, you know, it was kind of a down week for me in fantasy football. So I'm powering through, man. We're here for the people. And that's why I'm here, not because I feel great about fantasy football this week. (laughs) Yeah, down week for me as well. Um, You know, some good individual performances, but couldn't put it all together. Similar to the uh, Eagles this weekend. FSU won, so that was nice. And there there were some good games this weekend. Uh, you know, as a viewer, there are some, some good games, but I also uh, didn't do great from a betting perspective because of uh, the weather and Belichickian madness preventing the the Bucks from beating the spread in New England. But enough of that. Into today's topics, we're going to get into a week four recap, talking about the winners and sinners this week, top waiver ads and drops. And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Obviously, we'll do some news and uh, a mystery question as well in there. Um, Dane, why don't you tell the people where they can find us on social media? We are at Fantasy Bible Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and thefantasybible.com. And more recently, you can find us every Sunday going live on YouTube at 11.45 a.m. Eastern Time uh, at Fantasy Bible on YouTube. Uh, it was pretty fun. Thank you all for joining us, by the way. That was that was a nice thing to do. Yeah, for, for anyone that came out, we really appreciate it. It was a good time. Um, you know, we I was worried that we were not going to be able to kill an hour, like about 15 minutes in, and then like I blinked, and then it was like the hour was through. So it was, yeah. it was pretty easy to fill up that time, thanks, thanks to some great questions that we had from those that attended and hopefully we uh will continue to build that on out because eventually like if if that's where the demand is then these could start being live shows and uh that would put a lot of uh you know that would make things that would make things pretty easy as well because then we wouldn't have to really edit anything all right the other thing to mention of course is hashtag boomy bets if you follow us on instagram you know what that's all about my dog a genius miniature dachshund is picking uh the spread uh, every week on Thursday night, he is four and oh, four and oh, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. pick the Jaguars. Who, who, who was going to pick the Jaguars? You know, he, he did, you know, he, he knows what's up. Um, he, he's had a couple of other tough decisions to make where, where he's come out on top this week is, a, is another pretty tough one. I can't remember what, do you know what the Thursday night game is this week? I do not, but I remember I remember looking at the next few weeks when he was 2-0, and and I was like, uh-oh, I don't know yeah. how long he can keep this guy. I, honestly, I did not think that he was going to be able to surpass the, the Jags uh, Bengals because, oh, it is the – no, it can't be the Titans and Jets because that just happened. Oh, I'm looking at week four. Week five, the Thursday night game is Rams and Seahawks. That's another really tough one Ooh, for, tough for different one. reasons. Yeah. You know, it's not to bottom of the league teams. It's to top of the league teams. Um, God, who would you pick if, if you were picking the spread there? I Well, we don't know what the spread is yet, so we'll have to wait on that. And Boomy, he'll get it figured out. Um, do we have any news today? Yeah, we do have some news uh, in the game of football. Unfortunately, it is a violent sport. There are some injuries, and that is mostly the news segment this week. So most notable, I'd say, is David Montgomery left the game with a knee injury and did not return. Uh, It's believed he avoided major injury as far as an MCL or ACL goes, but they will still have to explore the severity of it with an MRI. And so the timetable is to be determined. I would expect him to at least miss a week, likely two weeks, Beyond that, I don't know. Um, 
we'll we'll hear a lot more about it in the next few days and then we'll report back to you on friday but uh that definitely has some waiver implications that we'll get into later uh dalvin cook also exited the game then he came back a few series later and then exited the game again dalvin cook's a guy who's like always on the injury report but plays through because he's a phenomenal football player and a beast but uh if he exited twice that's something to be concerned about definitely we'll keep you updated and watch out for that questionable tag all week Definitely got to pay attention. Hopefully you have Alexander Madison if he is out. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, we found out, is out for probably many weeks with cracked ribs, a broken rib, and a punctured lung. Um, so what seemed to be just like maybe bruised cartilage around his ribs when he you know, returned to that game and played through it a week ago, uh, turning out to be a lot more of a significant injury. He's going to miss time, plan accordingly. If you were there for our live stream, we had the epiphany and <laughs> we had the epiphany in the middle of the live stream that Cameron Bray is a phenomenal ad. So in the 10 minutes before the kickoff for the Bucks, we were trying or sorry, the 10 minutes before our live stream ended, we were uh, frantically trying to beat each other in our leagues to to draft Cameron Braid off the waiver wire. That was pretty fun. Yeah, which I, I won and it ended up working against me because uh I mean, Cameron Braid had a fine performance from a tight end pickup and good. will probably have a role moving forward. But I think in one of the leagues, I dropped uh, Dawson Knox to pick him up. Oh, yeah, that's probably not a good look. Dawson Knox did have a good season. He's in my winner's category. But, yeah, uh, definitely a good ad. I like the ad for Cameron Braid. He did have six targets, I believe. So he's going to be involved. Um, the targets were just a little off target in the brain. Yeah, um, tough game for so. Brady. Um, as far as tight ends go, Logan Thomas left with a hamstring he injury. Missed, he missed uh, Joe Mixon, by the way. Uh, he's on the list, but uh, yeah, I, I don't order my news segment in any particular way. Oh, really. oh, I so, thought you were doing running backs <laughs> and then like different positions or something. It, it is definitely bigger news than Logan Thomas. So yeah, I'll just get into <laughs> Joe Mixon. Uh, he has a low-grade ankle sprain. It's considered week-to-week. Uh, if any... Joe Mixon owners are listening to the podcast from last year. They're probably terrified because last year uh, he was, you know, week to week for the entire season and never came back. Yep. <laughs> I think it was like eight weeks straight. He was eight weeks any day week now. Week. Yeah. Any day yeah. now he'll be practicing. We call those months actually when it gets up to eight weeks, but yeah, Zach Taylor, <laughs> Zach Taylor is not really familiar on human concepts of time. No, the Gregorian calendar is not on his <laughs> list of important yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, definitely concerned, but I think he'll be back after maybe two weeks. Um, that also has waiver wire implications we'll get into later. Uh, tight end Logan Thomas of the Washington football team left with a hamstring injury. He was not able to put up any points for your fantasy football team this year, or sorry, this week. Uh, he did not return to the game. He's likely going to miss a few weeks with a hamstring injury. That sucks. I mean, there's so yeah. many, there's so few tight ends you can count on for a weekly target volume, and he was one of them. And now he's not there. I, yeah, I don't know. Tight end is rough, man. Uh, DJ Chark went to IR. He was the Thursday night football game, so we didn't have a chance to comment on that, but definitely worth mentioning. DJ Chark will not be there for at least three weeks in the Jacksonville DJ Jaguars Chark drafted offense. in the fourth round of some leagues, so a big blow to some people. Yeah, some leagues, <laughs> some leagues are really missing him. Um, <laughs> yeah, so hopefully that bodes well for Marvin Jones Jr. and... I don't know that it does because Marvin Jones Jr. had a pretty down week, 3.6 half PBR fantasy points, and Chark was out for, I think, three quarters of that game. So I don't know. That It's a hard offense to predict. At least Trevor Lawrence looked better than he did in the weeks prior. Um, I feel like yeah. dynasty owners should be really excited about LaVisca Chenault. Um, you know, he, he looks like he's figuring more and more into the offense. and He does, you're like, right. Like you said, Lawrence is getting better and better. Um, I don't know if Chenault's going to be a huge redraft thing. I think, like you said, it's going to vary week to week, although Marvin Jones is probably the, the person to own in that in that offense. Yeah, I would agree. And in other Jacksonville Jaguars-related news, Urban Meyer injured his groin this week. He, <laughs> he was seen getting treated at a local bar. Um, hopefully he's recovering, you know. Uh, he did apologize yeah. for being a distraction to his team. We don't have to get into that, but I... Yeah, condolences to Erwin Meyer. I hope he's able to recover and, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, move, you know, move past this with his family in Southern California. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think this is, you know, going to eventually become a health crisis again, and <laughs> his, his heart is giving out with all Jags his anxiety. Fans, Jags fans are so mad. I don't know if you've been encountering them 
on the internet, but they're just getting angry and angrier. Like as the losses <laughs> go up and the urban shade also <laughs> goes up, it's just like no, they they it's they're backed into a corner. They have yeah, nothing they, to fall back they, on. It, that level of spectacle is rarely on Jacksonville, so it's just yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Um, Last bit of news, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo left and did not return. He's probably going to miss a couple of weeks, according to his own statements in a press conference. Uh, it's Trey Lance season for anyone who's holding him on your bench. Um, Trey Lance, while he did not look polished and as a refined NFL quarterback in his you know impromptu start there, uh, he did show up for fantasy football and he had a rushing floor of 47 yards on a few carries. He had a deep bomb pass to Debo Samuel, uh, but it was broken coverage. So you can't, you know, can't rely on that type of stuff too much. But as the game went on, I feel like he kind of settled into it, his role a bit more and looked a little better. Hopefully with a week of game planning, he can look better, but he was a, I think he was the 12th, 12th running back on the weekend so far. We haven't seen the Monday night games, but he only played half of the game and he's the number 12 quarterback on the week. So that's about what you can expect from a guy with the rushing floor like that, similar to Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I was going to say he's very Jalen Hurts-esque. Uh, it was kind of funny. Shanahan, after the game, said it looked like a typical first game. Like he was not very no, he was not thrilled on the trailer as <laughs> performance. But from a fantasy perspective, yes, he only threw for like 50% of his passes, but 150 yards, two t- touchdowns, seven rushing attempts for 40 yards. That's in half a game. Even if you take... Like even if you don't double that, even if you take a quarter of that and add it, you know, it's a yeah. it's a it's a very good uh quarterback performance. I'm very excited to roll him out in super flex. Glad I kept him on my bench. And uh, he's in the winners. Well, the Trey Lance holders are in the winners column, and then Trey Lance <laughs> is in the uh whatchamacallit, the waiver column, because I'm sure he's out there in a lot of leagues as well. All yeah. right, are we are is that it on the news? Are we ready to keep uh, move on? Teddy Bridgewater also went out with injury. I think it was a hamstring. Um, so Drew Locke will be the quarterback for the, at least next week. From my knowledge, maybe a week or two after that, uh, you know, just a little more volatility to that offense, which was looking good so far. So hopefully Drew Locke gets more high volume or sorry, high value targets down the field. Uh, you know, he's a risky football player that could put him in a deficit early and they have to catch up. So maybe it translates better for the wide receivers and maybe not as well for the running game, but, uh, yeah, something to monitor. Yeah, I certainly didn't like <laughs> how the Broncos offense looked with True Lock in it. But no. Uh yeah, so a bit of a bit of a bummer for Denver that looked like a potential playoff team off the strength of their defense and uh, the steady hand of Teddy Bridgewater. All right, you ready for a mystery question? Because I have two of Let's them. Let's do it. Oh, I'm interested. Go for it. All right. The first one is more fantasy related. Is Latavius Murray a certified RB2 going forward? So we, if we can expect his production this week going forward, then absolutely. He had, I think, 78% of the snap. Well, that's count. the question, isn't it? Yeah. It is. And so that's why we have to, you know, phrase the discussion around it. Because if he does see that type of target, sh- or sorry, running back share going forward, then he's probably a high-end running back too going forward in that offense. Uh, you know, they just set the record for consecutive 100-yard rushing games for the NFL. So uh, definitely a dominant rushing offense that you want a part of. And if you have the running back who's getting 78% of the share, then that's, you know, it's a no-brainer, really. Uh, yeah, the surprising healthy and active Tyson Williams, unfortunate. We'll get into that later. But uh, Latavius Murray is clearly the back-to-own in this offense. I don't think that's going to change whether the – supplementary backs the supplementary backs behind him i think will be in flux throughout the season whether that's uh Devontae freeman or uh Le- Le'Veon bell or uh, tyson is activated in the future potentially but i think the second spot is up for grabs and latavius murray has clung to that first running back spot pretty heavily now so i, I think with the way the running back landscape is yes I-, I think he's a running back too for the rest of the season unless something changes this is what like was predicted that was going to happen when when as soon as latavius murray was like a surprise cut people are started predicting him to the ravens and, yeah. and because he's a talented running back and he wanted uh you know that like the money wasn't there but that he wasn't cut for talent reasons so mm-hmm. he goes to baltimore I think, I don't know if you're trading for Latavius Murray. I think it's too soon to do that, but I think it's probably, you know, he's he's definitely someone that you could package with a wide receiver to try and upgrade at a position or something like that. I think he has actual value now after that performance. All right, 
Mystery question two. Is it still possible to go 500 in the NFL with an 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one record? Or do you consider the tie like a separate metric? Like a tie doesn't count as half a game, so it doesn't divide evenly. Um, is that 500? Is 8-8-1 eight, eight, 500 or is it something else? I think it is 500 just based on how, how the win percentage is calculated. Because um, a tie... I'm assuming, let's say it's week one in the NFL, right? And two teams have a tie. I think they both have a 500 record, don't they? You have a 500 record if you have a tie? I don't know. This is a good question. I thought you had maybe like a not ap- applicable. <laughs> <laughs> it's no just record. like in, infinity sign. Can you tie every game and go to the Super Bowl? No, there's no way. Wait, could you could you potentially get a wild card spot? If well, this is what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, if Carolina went at, to the Super Bowl, do you remember that? Or it's not the Super Bowl. Well, Carolina went to the playoffs that one year. They were seven and nine atop the uh, NFC South. So if you were O and O and seventeen or O, that's and o ridiculous. <laughs> I think no. by rule, Roger Goodell <laughs> would descend from the heavens and say, "I shall not allow this." Uh, that's gonna. That should be some team's goal is to, to tie every every game, or they should just agree with every team on the schedule. Uh, all right, uh, well, all definitely right. not. But I, I firmly am in the camp that it would be a five hundred percentage. Yeah, I would. I would agree that that's that's true. Five hundred. All right, let's get into some winners and sinners and game talk. Uh, any, anything you want to get to first? Um, the glaring thing to me this week was Cordero Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That, I, I have a couple players that are, that I wrote down that I also wrote on Dane's list, and I figured Cordero Patterson would be the top of yours because you uh, were the beneficiary of him. I did start him in my dynasty league. Um, but I did not expect what I saw. Dude. <laughs> Jesus, three touchdowns. So the craziest thing is that he had 23 snaps. 23. Yeah. And he's 12, the Rondell he, Moore of. Uh, yeah. He ran 12 uh, routes, caught three touchdowns. Like one of them was a Randy Moss type play where he's, you know, reaching over the defender and makes him look small and stupid. Like, uh, what what is going on, dude? Rondell, or sorry, not Cordero Patterson is the running back two right now. Overall. No, that's I guarantee true. you because I've heard it on so many different outlets. Okay, uh, this has him at four. He's four. Uh-uh. Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Cordero Patterson. Is that full PPR? That's half PPR. Okay. Maybe maybe what I was reading was uh, full oh, he's, PPR. Oh, he's two in full PPR. Okay, okay. So yeah. thank you for the context, because some people might think I'm a liar unless they knew that. But so let's <laughs> say in full PPR, he is the running back two. Even running back four. I mean, two and, and four, PPR yeah. It's is insane. ridiculous. It's insane. He was undrafted in every league. Yeah. We're definitely like if, if if he puts up more than ten points in week five, we're doing a uh, another round of top ten or trespassing, and he's going to be on it because uh, absolutely. What like Cordero Patterson? I, I'm trying to think of a equivalent to Cordero Patterson. I can't really think of one. He reminds me. It's like a little bit like Brashad Perriman because they're both like first round busts, and then Brashad Perriman had that run of weeks where he was like catching like you know, like three touchdowns a game for the Bucs. Um, but this is, I mean, this is at a weird hybrid position, like you said, in a yeah. limited number of snaps. It's not like, like Derrick Henry is the, is the RB1. Okay, that makes sense. He's getting 25 plus carries a game. Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, these are names we're used to seeing. And then even like, you know, Kareem Hunt is getting a lot of snaps. Najee Harris is also on this list. He's getting a lot of snaps. But to be beyond to be a top five running backs off what, what is like a, probably a 30%, 40% snap share is. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's unsustainable efficiency, but obviously when he's in the game, they plan to use him and it's working. So I think it's going to keep going until it's shut down. So I think the point here is any league where I have him, I'm going to start him. <laughs> until, <laughs> yeah. like, it sounds crazy. I can't even say it with a straight face, but I'm going to start him until I, until he does me wrong, and then I'll start to think about it again. But he's he's shown he needs to be in your lineup. Don't worry about the name too much. Okay, I I like it, feels, it. it feels so weird though. It is weird, man. Well, I, the funniest I, thing is, it's like it's not even the first time. Like, like the Bears tried this and failed. They tried to do Cordero Patterson as, did, as yeah. a multi 
use running back wide receiver weapon and they couldn't get it done. Now they, they didn't have Matt Ryan and Arthur Smith who might be, you know, not totally cooked yet as we've seen, but all right. Um, my first uh, winner on the list is myself and anyone that listened to me uh, on the, uh, <laughs> on the episode, you know, I feel like our, our reputations have been called into question lately so i think it, oh, they have yeah so i think it bears noting start of the week jalen hurts uh, jalen hurts i don't know where he finished but i do know that he got 28 points gotta be a top three qb finish if not the qb1 finish ceh another another i said i said oh the eagles are going to open it up and allow, allow the chiefs to run on them to try and stop the big play overhead that's exactly what they did ch racked up the running total kaseki kaseki had a great game antonio brown was my other start he was the only one that's questionable, but he didn't bust. He got no. he, he he had a solid PPR performance and a 10-point performance in half. And then on the live show, if you attended the live show, you heard me say start Devontae Smith. You heard me say start Dallas Goddard. You heard me again emphasize starting Jalen Hurts. And the one I got wrong was Miles Sanders. So I did get one wrong, but that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good hit rate. Um, now our sits, our sits are a different story here. Um, we don't, we don't have to tell the people about that. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's just say that we were both very right about Damian Harris and move on. And okay. what, and like, look, listen, Daniel Jones, what the heck? I mean, I don't think I was He's crazy having Daniel Jones as a sit and then he, goes yeah. but, but yeah, just, uh, you know, like, I'm, I'm like, all right, there's a lot of these that you might say, oh, well, I was going to start Jalen Hurts anyway, or I was going to start CH anyway, but Gasecki, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, these are people that, you know, people were thinking about sitting. So and I, I had uh, Dawson Knox in there as well. You had mm-hmm. Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox went off. Two touchdown week. Yeah. I wanted to go back and listen to yours as well to get a, the full picture here. I didn't get a chance, but the, the bottom line, is uh, at least when it comes to Eagles games, we know what we're talking. <laughs> uh, but sure, <laughs> but no, no. Like uh, I just want to, just want to say, I just want to encompass all of those winners in one rant to talk about you know the fantasy bible as a whole. Um, and another player I want to talk just throw into the mix real quick. What do you think about Kadarius Tony? So he's somebody I was heavily considering picking up before the week started. And I really wish I had, because now he's going to be in our waiver discussion, I believe. I think, so I didn't get a chance to actually go back and watch it. I had to help somebody move this weekend. But um, from what I've heard in the industry, he looks, he passes the eye test with flying colors. Like he looks explosive, potentially the most explosive one on that offense, maybe behind Saquon Barkley. Now that he's breaking out again, I think uh, Saquon's back. Uh, He he is on my winner's list. We'll get into him later, but Kadarius Tony, I think is a real asset you should be owning in your fantasy rosters, even in redraft, especially in dynasty. It's probably too late. His stock is going up now. There's a lot of like, you know, fear and uncertainty with his, his pregame or sorry, preseason stuff that he was like not practicing. He had contract disputes. He kind of seemed like maybe this arrogant guy that might not get a fair shake because he's rubbing coaches the wrong way. But now that they had a couple injuries with Sterling Shepard and um, somebody else, uh, Darius Slayton. Slayton. Yeah. He got the opportunity to show that he's actually worth a first round pick in the NFL. And I think, you know, it's probably going to look pretty good for him going forward. Yeah, it's, you know, I whatever the opposite of a Kadarius Tony truther is, is what I have been up to this point. Same. And, and I do think there are still some concerns here in terms of like consistency of catching the football and more so also consistency of getting him the football. There's a gadgetiness to his play. There's now, when I watched the plays from yesterday, he seemed like he had leveled up from like from a route running perspective, but I don't know if he still has like a, like a Stefan Diggs or Devonte Smith esque route tree. Like, I don't know if he can run every route in the book. So they may need to still, it may still need to be a situation where they need to script touches for him. But yeah, I am um, obviously much higher on Kadarius Tony than I was a week ago in redraft. Uh, I'm, I'm saying these concerns mostly because I don't know, obviously worth, worth a waiver pickup. Don't know how, how much he's, he's going to be worth this year in redraft, but in dynasty, I think Kadarius Tony drafters are, are finally, starting to see something. I mean, I say finally it's week four, but compared to some, what like Jamar Chase has done and some of the other rookie receivers who have flashed. Devontae Smith. And Devontae Smith Jaylen has Waddle flashed. Waddle has flashed. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rondell Moore, you know, so it, it's good to see it from Kadarius Tony. All right. Yeah. 
I, mean, I was just going to say, Rondale Moore is probably a pretty good comparison of what you can expect going forward. He'll have, you know, some crazy upside, but probably not as much consistency based on the other weapons in the offense and spreading the ball around and all that. So Dynasty looks good. Redraft, temper your expectations. You won't get this every week, but he's worth stashing if you need wide receiver depth. Awesome. Who else do you got in the winner's category here? So I have, I mean, just out of necessity, I didn't want to put him on the list because I don't have him in any league, unfortunately. Debo Samuel, eight receptions mm-hmm. for 156 yards, two touchdowns. He's on fire to start the year. I mean, you you hope he can continue to do it. He has, you know, health concerns in the past, but when he's healthy, he proves that he's a stud. And he's had a couple breakaway, you know, he broke their coverage and just was so wide open for two touchdowns this year so far. So it's hard to say it's sustainable throughout the year. We, I think we did touch on him in the top 10 or trespassing. Yeah. And Maybe. I think we both said trespassing, but yeah. And then after this week, it's like, it's well, hard to say. No. I mean, he's, he's like the wide receiver three. I think if he's healthy for 15 out of 17 games, he's absolutely a top 12 yeah, wide receiver. If he can stay healthy, it's clear. He looks really good. And, and, Kyle Shanahan's going to ride the hot hand. So maybe Diva Samuels had issues in the past, but now that he's consistently performing, they're going to continue to target him. I uh, I drafted Debo in one league in the Dynasty League for like $7 in our auction draft and then shipped him off for Devontae Smith, which doesn't look good in the future. Could pan out in the future. I I have the advantage of Devontae Smith being you know, uh, younger, but that's, that's really it from an organization, organizational stability point. You can't get much better than the 49ers. Um, plus they've got the upside in Trey Lance. So yeah, Diva drafters are feeling pretty good. And, uh, I think you need to, this is the time where like these players start to transition from flashes in the pan to certified, like, you know, the Cooper cups and the Diva Samuels have officially taken the step into like, yeah, they're a trend Trust, now. Trustworthy they're not a, assets, like trade, exactly. like you can trade for them confidently. I guess, like, is is a good way to say it. Like, you're not getting a deal on these players anymore, um, but you can feel comfortable paying what you want to get them. Um, all right, another. Let's see. We already talked about Trey Lance holders. We talked about Cordero Patterson. Uh, good performance from Saquon and Tyreek. Um, just two guys that I think you know. Boom. Both on my list. Oh yeah, you got to acknowledge them. Yeah, I wrote them as both on Dane's list. Uh, I don't think there's much we need to talk about with either of them. I mean, Tyreek's value is as steady as it's going to get. You know that he's going to have the bad games, and you know he's going to have the games like he just had that are where he crosses 40 points. And then Saquon is a similar player uh, as well, and you know, with with more volume. So I'm sure Saquon, you know, Saquon like willed the Giants back in the game almost single handedly. It's oh yeah, 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 they beat a very good Saints defense and. I think for me, the biggest thing out of Saquon Barkley's performance is that based on my eye test and the way he was confidently running the ball and had a breakaway play, like he's all the way back. He's at least 90% of the way back and Saquon Barkley at 90% is a top tier running back. So that's, I'm super happy to see that if you're holding him still, you can either trade him for a lot more than you could a week or two ago, or you just ride it out. I think you, I think you should hold him now. Yeah, I, I would hold as well. Plus like, the Giants in general look better than we thought they were going to look like Daniel Jones yeah. really he's inconsistent, but he, he looks good. I mean, he had a great game against the saints. All right. Um, Cowboys rushing offense and those that did not sell Zeke early, the, that Cowboys offense is for real, but it's for real in an almost a different way this year. They're, they're not throwing. I mean, they are in some games like like there's been passing volume, but the the rushing offense is really good. 433 yards of offense against a solid Panthers defense, averaging eight yards of play and 245 yards of that came across the ground with Zeke, with Dak, with Tony Pollard. C.D. Lamb got left out of this one, but the entire rest of the uh, Cowboys offense seemed to eat pretty well. Cedric Wilson, two touchdowns in two weeks. Is he worth a pickup? I think he can be. Um, Is he Michael Gallup now? Yeah, he he was definitely the guy that we had pegged for the Michael Gallup role when Michael Gallup went out uh, three weeks ago. But I think once Michael Gallup comes back and is fully healthy, obviously he's going to see a lot of that work. There's a reason Michael Gallup was ahead of him for years in the death chart. And, you know, even this year, again, proving it through training camp, proving it through preseason, Michael Gallup looked good when he was on the field. Even the game before he went down to injury, he was... I think he had like six targets. Like he was heavily involved in that Bucks game. 
but uh, he, he's worth a stash. If you need upside at wide receiver, Cedric Wilson is in a high octane offense who could score five passing touchdowns every single week. So yeah, that's a guy you'd want to take a shot on. If you're taking a deep shot at a wide receiver, I don't think he's necessarily like a must grab, but uh, yeah, he's worth a shot. If you have a deep league and you want to take a shot on. And there's also the importance of making layered waiver claims here. Like, you know, if you mm-hmm. know you're going to miss out on this week's, I don't know who's the top of this week, Trey Lance, Damian Williams. Then you can put a secondary one in for Cedric Wilson. Make sure you end up with someone there. All right, anyone else in your winner's category? I got one more player, two more players to shout out. Um, yeah, I'll just run through them very quickly. Sam Darnold leading all quarterbacks and rushing touchdowns. Pretty exciting start to his season. all predicted? No. <laughs> well, no, but, <laughs> but definitely exciting to see. Uh, Success there for him on the Panthers offense. Terry McLaurin, six receptions, 123 yards, two touchdowns. Unfortunately, I think I was against him in two leagues this week. Lost both Love of those. Scary Terry. Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, Taylor Heineke looking pretty good. Good looking enough. Very just... Ryan Fitzpatrick-esque, as people have noted. Yeah, yeah. Good. Very, very sufficient to sustain fantasy football success for Terry McLaurin. So that's definitely reassuring to all you Terry McLaurin owners. Uh, Curtis Zeke, Samuel, not not a huge performance, but he I think he had four catches or something like that. Yeah, and he he figures to work more into the offense as he's you know healthier in weeks to come, especially with Logan Thomas out. It'll be Curtis Samuel eating up those targets in my mind. Absolutely. Uh, and then James Conner had two touchdowns. He looked pretty good, honestly, but. Uh, I don't know how many weeks you can truly. It's going to be very situational him. for James Conner. Like it's a good offense, but with the Russian quarterback and every yeah. they, they can score in so many ways. It seems. Yeah, his variance is going to be very rough to deal with because he could have. He could Chase look Edmonds good. is good too. Like Chase Edmonds looked good. Exactly. Looked good. Yeah. Yeah, James Conner could have a ten touch, four yards per carry week, and no touchdowns that week, and then you have four points, or he yeah. could have two touchdowns, and now you're at twenty points. Like it's, uh, you know. It, yeah, I got to shout him out because he performed well. Even Chase Edmonds on the roster also did. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to shout out a, a fantasy Bible favorite for finally breaking out, Darnell Mooney. The one week where I sit him, <laughs> yeah, uh, he he finally breaks out. But good to see Fields might like throwing his way more than Allen Robinson, which would be interesting. Um, but you gotta love Darnell Mooney shining. And then Devonte Smith, I, we have mentioned his name, but I don't know if we've mentioned his name in isolation, uh, a breakout game for him as well, uh, crossing the hundred yard mark, uh, and ha- making some highlight real catches. All right, let's move into the negativity and I'll lead it off here. Nick Chubb second week in a row where he performed excellent as a football player and very poorly as a fantasy player, you hate to see someone rush for a hundred yards and then not do nothing else and just come in, you know, at a very mediocre running back performance. Yeah, I absolutely agree. As somebody who I think of Nick Chubb as one of the most fun running backs to watch in, in, in the NFL, like, you know, Derek Henry and Nick Chubb are like my top two favorite runners of the football. And it sucks to have him in a league and not be able to count on him like I thought I could, you know, Kareem Hunt, he looked great too. So he got a lot of the work more so than you could expect. And unfortunately having such a solid running back behind Nick Chubb will do that on some weeks. Kind of how the it ended last there. year too. The floor is there. I mean, he's getting for sure. He, he's rushing for a hundred yards, which is, you know, he's doing great things from exactly. it's just the touchdown variance. There's already touchdown variance and it's a little bit higher than it would be because of Kareem Hunt. So we're not saying so. Nick Chubb or panic on Nick Chubb, the touchdowns will come. It's just for this week, it's a little disappointing that again, he had a very similar showing as the week prior. I would definitely agree. Yeah. <laughs> very sad because I have them in our main league and it feels like everyone's playing at their floor in that league for me, but uh, that's all right. Um, my, my biggest center was probably Miles Gaskin. Yes. Two, I have him as well. Two carries. Two, for what? Three yards, right? Yeah. Yeah. What, the, what, what, what is going him, on man? there? Yeah. I think, I don't think you can play him going forward. Like until, I don't know, you might not have a better option is the problem, but I mean, there's probably a million running backs on the waiver who have just as much upside I mean, as he does at this point. He's a lot of people's RB too. I just don't understand what the, he's clearly the most talented running back on the roster. I would agree. Yeah, I they have 
Malcolm Brown, he got like 60 something percent of the snaps, but why? Like he didn't prove that much more than Miles Gaskin did. It was just they decided to use him. I don't know. Maybe they saw something in pregame warmups. Maybe Joe Kobe Brissett just isn't like a checkdown guy. And uh, I mean, I, I don't know. They, I mean, the Dolphins look bad in general. So um, yeah, they did look the Dolphins offense. I think you can. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned that Will Fuller broke his broke a finger. Yeah, he did break a finger. I forgot to mention that in the news. Thank you. Yeah, Will Fuller broke a finger probably out for a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll. Yeah, we'll have to monitor that. But that that only bodes well for Jalen Waddle and Mike Kosicki. They should have more of a role. Even Devontae Parker had a nice touchdown catch. So uh, if you planned on starting anyone in the offense, hopefully it's not Miles Gaskin at this point. Kind yeah, of rough. I don't know. Uh, also in this list, uh, Joe Mixon drafters. It's it's happening again. It's happening uh, again, everybody. Yeah. Uh, David Montgomery, not his fault. He had a great game. but uh, There's a roster where I have Joe Mixon and David Montgomery. Uh, that's yeah, yeah, and they both got injured the same week. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I have uh, Joe Mixon and uh, CMC, and hopefully CMC is able to play this week, if not next week. Um, yeah, I don't think this it. week. It looks like Mixon will be out probably three games at the at the very least, but maybe hopefully not more than that. Um, but like you know, we all saw what happened last year. Also, Bears fans because Matt Nagy might save his job. Ah. Uh. I mean, I guess, yeah, he won a game, but it wasn't because of him. Apparently, it was Bill Lazor calling the I saw that. I saw the that. Plays. And then Matt Nagy said... Smart head coach delegate. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... Matt Nagy said, ultimately, it comes through me. <laughs> yeah. It <laughs> like, emanates from this him. This guy. The general idea, it all emanates through him. You know? He wants all the credit, but he'll throw anyone under the bus when things don't work out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why he's still the coach. Like, he's uh, such no. a dislikable person. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I... I don't have any like emotional investment in the bears at all, but I do not like Matt Nagy. Just, just thoroughly do not like him. I, I wish to see him fired. It seems like he makes the wrong decision time and time again, and then just has enough of a support system around him to luck into eight wins and somehow a playoff berth every year. Yeah. And a job the next year. God, yeah. I hate it. Um, anyone else in your, your centers? I got a, a couple names. For sure. Travis Kelsey, 4.3 half PPR points, man. Like, obviously, that's not what you drafted him to be. He was a first-round draft pick this year. And I'm not panicking, but I think it's just worth mentioning that he's, you know, an underperformer this week. And same DeAndre Swift, 6.9 half PPR points. Uh, that's yikes. He was looking very good through three weeks. Uh, also not panicking. Travis Kelsey's still firmly tight end one on the year by the way <laughs> oh i know that's yeah, why yeah. it's not a, not a concern but definitely worth mentioning if you're the kelsey owner he's been winning you the weeks he probably won you your first three weeks if we're being honest but not yeah. this week Listen, hopefully you had other pieces hill had to have his game yeah and i needed it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah who oh swift yeah i'm not worried about swift he was he was banged up anyway they probably wanted to limit his snaps a little bit uh nick westbrook akine uh, oh, yeah. Something that yeah. we were talking about earlier, hype star for a lot of people. Didn't totally bust, but did not perform very well. Yeah. Uh, CD Lamb, rough game for CD, shouldn't be an issue. OBJ, this is this is who OBJ is on the Browns. He will have he's a boomer bust player. Uh Brandon Ayuk, uh probably worth acquiring for the cheap right now, I would say. Uh he's, he's I'd say only if you are willing to wait for an injury to Debo or Kittle because I don't I don't see this magically changing going forward. I think the game script is going to be heavily around Debo and Kittle for the passing game, but he's worth acquiring if you can if you have the leisure of waiting for a few weeks to see because I don't want to play him at this point. I'm not but starting him. If you can, yeah, but if you can get a talented wide receiver on a high powered offense, that's also an offense that's multiple and schemes around different players in different weeks. I think. I think he's worth worth acquiring right now. Like he he's showed things in the past. He caught a touchdown last week. I mean, yeah. Who's a player? Who's a player you would trade for him then? So let's say you want to go out and seek him. Uh, whether it's Miles running back, Gaskin. Or, <laughs> well, yeah. Good luck after this week. But that's a fair point. I think that's about what he's worth. Like a questionable RB two or RB three. Like yeah, Mike Davis. I don't know. Yeah, I would trade Mike Davis for IU. Just. You then again, replacing the Mike Davis might be hard on your roster, but yeah, I'm worried about Mike Davis. If he doesn't have a touchdown on the week, he's going to have a tough time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Anyone else? Oh, Tyler Lockett, second rough week, but this is what a lot of people expected. Plus, he was banged up. Wouldn't really worry about him in the offense going forward. Uh, Tyler Lockett is what Tyler Lockett is. And then AFC South, just as a division, man. Like the Titans lost to the Jets. The Colts, quote unquote, improved to one and three. Houston got absolutely curb stopped by the Bills, forty to nothing. And then, like somehow, the most confident looking team in the division was the Jags, who are zero and four and lost, but they like showed some grit. So, (laughs) yeah, AFC South last year's NFC East. Not that the NFC East is anything to applaud right now, but the Cowboys sure look good. Um, But yeah, the AFC South rough, rough division. Yeah, and then the last name I wanted to bring up was Chris Carson, 13 carries for 30 yards. And then we saw a lot of work from Alex Collins, the running back too, I yeah. guess, there. Yeah. Uh, he he looked good. He had four yards carry plus. And now I'm concerned on Chris Carson's weekly workload. Uh, I wasn't concerned up until this point. He was came out of nowhere. Running... Yeah, he... Chris Carson was probably my running back 15 on the year when we were in draft season. And now I don't think that's justifiable at all. Like, I think this will be a trend in future weeks. Chris Carson doesn't get enough work through the passing game to, you know, to feel good about splitting work in the backfield. So definitely something worth monitoring. If you feel concerned, you might want to try to trade Chris Carson now, but I don't know. I think Alex Collins looked good and he, he, he's probably in, he's definitely in my waiver wire ads. So maybe we get into that. Yeah, let's talk about waiver ads. Uh, Samaji P. Ryan is probably one. Absolutely. Joe Mixon went down. Yeah. He's going to miss a week or two. Chris Evans, uh, uh, great name for uh, Captain America. Yeah, Captain America <laughs> also is on the Bengals, more of a pass catching role so far. Uh, just throwing him out there in really deep leagues. But yeah, Samaji P. Ryan probably the ad for people that have a handcuff Mixon, which not really a guy worth handcuffing. So he's probably out there. Yeah, yeah. For me, the top running back ad is Damian Williams, running back to the Bears. Uh, he apparently did suffer a thigh bruise during the Sunday game when he came in for David Montgomery after David Montgomery was injured, but it's apparently not much of a concern. So I'm not worried about it. He's gonna he's gonna be the three down back. Yeah, with, yeah. with Montgomery. Khalil Herbert out. is the other guy there. To if if that thigh, if I don't know if something happens, if it's worse than they think it is, but. I'm agree. I think Williams is the one that you gotta you gotta make a claim on. Yeah, for sure. And then I do agree that Samaj P. Ryan is probably the number two overall ad this week. He's the running back for the Bengals behind Joe Mixon. I expect him to miss one to three weeks. Um, pretty much guaranteed to miss the next week uh, for me. And then beyond that, it's kind of like a team need basis. I think, like I said, Alex Collins, Seattle running back behind Chris Carson. He's worth a stash if you're looking for running back depth and upside. He's definitely a guy that can provide provide something in the future if we see this become a trend um and that's probably the last running back that i'm even considering but there are you know those two at the top are worth more than a lot of running backs we've seen so far besides shoot hubbard yeah especially as we know more hopefully i don't know if maybe it's come out i don't know what the david montgomery report is yet yeah when it was uh when i wrote the news article this morning it was that they think he avoided major injury but they have to, you know, get follow-up MRIs to confirm. So it probably won't break till tomorrow on his true timetable to return. Yeah, yeah, we don't have any reports yet. So, yeah, that's that. Um, I mean, it I, sounds like he's at, le- at least two weeks. At, at least, least two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If not, if not a couple more, it could be like a Nick Nick Chubb MCL situation. Um, I have, I only have a couple more names here on this list. Uh, Schultz and Knox. Knox is probably not out there, but he might be out there. He's definitely uh, out there in some leagues, probably half. Yeah, probably half. And then Schultz, maybe in a bit more, but both, especially Knox, seem to have every week touchdown upside. So I think both are, are worth an ad for tight end needy teams. Um, I, I should say Schultz is on the Cowboys. Knox is uh, on the Bills for anyone that is uh, not familiar. Dawson Knox and Dalton Schultz. <laughs> yeah, not Dalton Knox and Dawson Schultz. Yeah, yeah, yeah to be clear. I definitely just confused everyone by saying that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would agree. Those are the two tight ends. And then Cameron Brait is probably out there in a lot of leagues because news came out about the day before the Sunday game where uh, 
we know that Rob Gronkowski probably missing extended time. Cameron Brait saw the most targets, saw the highest snap share uh, this week. So he's the guy to own on the Tampa Bay offense and he will get looks. He'll probably get five to seven targets a week. And that's a blessing at the tight end position. So definitely look at him. Um, would you, in what order would you rank them? Dawson Knox, Cameron Brait, and uh, Dalton Schultz. Um, like as far as waiver priority, like, let's say you need a guy that say you want to start that- every week. I would say the order that you said you said them in probably okay. Uh, like Knox, there's buzz around Knox that he actually could be like a go-to target for in the, in the red zone regularly for Allen. Bray probably has the highest floor of those players, so that's why I have him ranked number two. Like it seems like he's going to get targets. Um, and then Schultz, I like a lot, but like Blake Jarwin isn't like an incompetent player, and mm-hmm. there's already a lot of mouths to feed. So that's probably the order uh, that I would have them in. Yeah, yeah, I won't fight you on that. I think that's very, very fair assessment. Uh, who else you got in your ads? Uh, I won't. I won't. I, I like Trey Lance. We already really mentioned, and then Darnell Mooney. People have, might have dropped him by now. So that's really all, all I wanted to shout out in the ads section. Okay. I had Van Jefferson as well. I I don't know how many leagues he's owned in, but if he's not. He proved that he might be a, a heavy part of this Rams offense. Uh, I think he had six receptions for uh, maybe 80 yards. He was just behind Cooper Cup in production this week, I believe. Yeah, and if Van Jefferson takes over for, for Robert Woods, that is a d- depressing narrative, I'll tell you that. It would be, certainly, for anyone valuing Robert Woods like I did in two leagues. <laughs> but, yes, uh, same. Van Jefferson, part of a high octane Rams offense. You definitely want a piece of that offense, and he's probably out there. He might be the only worthy piece you can grab at this point. For sure, I have. Uh, I just wrote down a few drafts off the top of my head. I'm just going to read them. Let me know if you uh, d- disagree with any of them. Uh, Mike Davis, Tyson Williams, Sony Michelle, Robert Tunyon, Mark Ingram. Um, I definitely agree with Tyson Williams. I definitely agree with Mark Williams, and I agree. Who were the other names you said? Sony Michelle, Robert Tunney, and Mike Davis. Oh, yeah. So the most contentious is probably Mike Davis that you're saying. I think you got to hold him because he is getting like two-thirds of that workload. Hopefully you see something work out in his favor. I think he's worth keeping on your bench. But I think he's definitely in the do I sit him conversation. I guess it's probably situational. There's probably not a lot better available out there than Mike Davis. But would you drive Mike Davis to pick up a few weeks of Damian Williams? Yes, if I had to, if I, you know, if everyone else in my Bad roster, delay. yeah, and I was zero and four or something, yeah, I definitely would. Yeah, absolutely, um, makes sense. Yeah. And I also have, I don't know if you said Miles Gaskin. I didn't say Miles Gaskin because I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm too fond of Gaskin for what he did last year. It's just uh, you know emotion ruling, but I I, I just want to see like one more game where he does see absolutely week. nothing and then drop him. Yeah. Yeah, I had a question mark next to his name because it's definitely a tough call. And then I had Ryan Tannehill. Like, like let's say Trey yeah. Lance is on the waiver wire. Are you picking up Trey Lance to play this week ahead of Ryan Tannehill? Who I'm in a league where I have Ryan Tannehill, and I think I might be doing that because, yeah. like Yeah, I think look, you should. <laughs> we, have, we have two seasons of Tannehill playing excellent, and then we have a lot more of him playing like, you know, how he's playing right now, so. I don't think it's like a crazy thing that he's regressing after Alex Smith leaves that team. So, or Alex Smith, Arthur Smith leaves that team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and then Brandon Ayuk is the last question mark on my list. Uh, I think I covered that. That's a no for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a defendable position. Yeah. You, you should probably keep him on your bench. But for me, I wouldn't be starting him. I would rather him be on my bench. If you have to start him, you're probably in a bad spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably wait to see something on him. Um, you want to talk streamers as we close this thing out? Absolutely. All right. My quarterback streamer is Kirk Cousins. I said it once. I'll say it again. Kirk yeah, Cousins is always a strong quarterback streamer. You're like the biggest Kirk Cousins fan that I know. <laughs> oh, well, listen, I didn't have him as, as a streamer last week or this week, rather. And he did, he did the well. week before. But And he did well. Like I'm saying. Yeah, like, he I did. Love, All right. So yeah. you're calling it. He's so second saying, on my list. I'm he's saying, second on my list. Yeah, like I, I, like when Kirk Cousins has a good matchup, I think he's a good streamer and he's playing the Lions. And I think it'll be a good matchup for Definitely us. Definitely a good matchup. Dalvin yeah. Cook is banged up. He might not play to his full capacity if he plays it all. So I agree. I agree. Good call. So, yeah, that's my QB streamer. For me, it might be Matt Ryan versus the Jets, man. Uh, Matt Ryan 
terrible through three weeks, but uh, this past week he he showed that he can still make some touchdowns happen yeah. as as long as they're to Cordero Patterson. Yeah, as long as they're not to Calvin Ridley or their yeah. number four overall tight end pick. Yeah, and they do play the Jets this week, who are abysmal. You know, one of the worst NFL teams. Matt Ryan. Well, oh well, hey, they just beat the Titans. <laughs> yeah, but not by their defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and by the ineptitude of. The Titans themselves, the Titans and then is really bad, yeah. a couple good plays by Zach Wilson and uh, Michael Carter had a decent chug chug along the tracks game for that train. But uh, yeah, th- those are probably two consensus fantasy Bible quarterbacks. But uh, tight end Hunter Henry versus the Texans. Oh yeah, that's definitely. You could even do Johnny Smith as well. They, you know, they both have a good shot at the touchdown. Like we saw what Dawson Knox did. He had two himself. Could easily be like we saw this past week against the Bucks. Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry had had a touchdown. Hunter Henry seemed to be more involved in the passing game. So at this point, I would lean Hunter Henry if they're Henry both on the waiver Smith for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for me, also Dawson Knox. If he's on your waiver wire, I'd be picking him up with. Oh yeah, Rel- I mean, we, we had him in the waivers. Like for me, like that's like a pick up, pick him up, and expect him to be like someone that you're playing, like not just a week to week streamer. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. If oh, you're sorry. in a streaming <laughs> conversation, that's okay. No, yeah, if you're in streaming tight end world, then Dawson Knox should be your top ad, and you can probably hold him for weeks to come. So I think that's the highest priority tight end streamer you can get if he's there. Sweet. Um, couple of streaming defenses. I'll shout out that should be out there. On the waiver, uh, Broncos versus the Steelers. Yeah, Seems they're my top ad. Yeah, good, good defense against a rough offense. Cowboys, Giants, Saints versus Washington. Or, or uh, yeah, yeah, Saints versus Washington. Titans are playing the Jags, but don't know if I love it. At this point, I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Titans kind of got blown out by the Jets as far as fantasy football performances go for defenses. I would say the Patriots, though, for sure, against the Texans. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm assuming that a lot of people, I guess, yeah, people, a lot of people probably yeah. dropped them. We had the Patriots the as our at ahead defense, like last exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so if you're listening, you should already have them on your roster. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> awesome. All right. I think, uh, I think that'll do it unless you have any, anything else to add for uh, streams. Uh, I do not. I would just love to thank everyone again who tuned into our live production, our first first effort at that. That was so much fun. I'm I'm happy to do it every week. Um, you know, barring any future life events that stop us from doing that, I think it'll be a weekly thing. I'm super excited to do that. And Boomy four and If you're not already following us on Instagram and you want to get free money, he's picking the spread. His nose knows what's going on. That's all I'm going to say about that. He's very cute. You definitely could. Even if you don't place a bet, you just want to see him, dude. You just want to see him pick yeah, the bet. Just, see, just check out the dog. Just check out your the heart bet. will be in it. Yeah. Uh, Dane said it all and he said it well. Next week, uh, or next week, next episode, start sits as always. We'll have a special segment. We've been having fun with the special segments. We'll see what we have for you this week at Fantasy Bible Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check out our YouTube for a replay of the live stream, although not much value in it because, of course, it's all over. Uh, and then, yeah, Boomy Bets on Instagram. We'll see y'all on Thursday. See you next time.